being a neurodivergent person has heavily shaped and impacted not just my life, but me as a person. And I think it's something to really talk about. And I kind of wanted to talk about my experience with ADHD and being unmedicated for the greater portion of my life this far. Hey guys, how are you doing? It's been a long time. <laughs> I hope everyone's week went well and welcome back to the third episode of Crazy Talk, the podcast where I talk about literally whatever I want. I just want to say thank you guys so much for the la listening to the last episode. Kind of blew my mind how many people supported and listened to the podcast. I got so much positive feedback and that was honestly so heartwarming. Having this idea and this project turn into an actual podcast is really amazing. It's like having a little baby, watching it grow. It's super inspiring. I'm really excited to be uploading another episode for you guys this week. Today's topic is an interesting topic that I have a lot to say about and that I've kind of been preparing. I've kind of been preparing for this podcast for my whole life. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about my experiences with undiagnosed ADHD throughout childhood and kind of what it meant for me and what I experienced on a day-to-day -day life. And also, we're going to be talking about some of the stereotypes that kind of go into it and some things that kind of... We're going to debunk some myths today, guys. Um, get ready. I have three pages of notes for this episode and I don't know if I'm ready but are you guys ready? Let's get on with the episode. I'm really excited to share this with you guys today. It means a lot to me. So why did I choose this topic for today? Well I feel like I mentioned this in the last episode but I have ADHD. I've had it as far as I know my entire life. It's just something I'm really passionate about and I think that there's a lot of lack of education about it and I think a little bit I think there's a little bit of confusion about it honestly I think I was diagnosed officially when I was in like fifth or sixth grade and then I slowly started taking medication and yada 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 up until then I had no idea that there was something even I don't want to say wrong with me because it's not a bad thing by any means but I didn't know I was different in any way I didn't know my brain worked differently let's just start out with what is ADHD so this is a little bit of a like a history lesson right now and by that i mean like this is the portion of the podcast where i just give you some little definitions and give you the science you know um so attention deficit hyperactivity disorder so adhd is one of the most common neurodevelopmental disorders of childhood um it's a learning disability it's technically a mental illness with a basic Google definition, with it comes trouble paying attention, controlling impulse, acting without thinking. I had no idea that there was more than one type of ADHD. Like, I know there's ADD, and then ADHD, and then, like, other stuff, but, like, I didn't know there's three types of ADHD. ADHD, oh my god, take a shot every time I say ADHD. I would almost describe it growing up as, like, it would feel like I just had to move. Like my feet would tingle and it just felt like an extreme amount of energy just like clogged, <laughs> not clogged, but like an extreme amount of energy just like waiting to be released. And it felt like I was like gonna die if I didn't move. That's kind of how it felt. Especially if there was like pressure put on me not to move, like stay in your seat, Drew. Like it would be 10 times worse in that situation, honestly. <laughs> it's hard to pinpoint exact causes but it can be passed down through genetics. It can be caused by premature birth um, or low birth weight, which both of those things I feel like apply to me because I was two pounds when I was born and I was born three months early. So yeah, that's kind of 
that's kind of like my little basic science lesson about what ADHD is, just in case you're coming into this episode without knowing a single thing. But next, I kind of just want to talk about some like personal stories. And like I said, it was undiagnosed for the majority of my life this far. Um, but I think it's been diagnosed for about like nine years, maybe-ish, probably. So the most I have to say about this is elementary school because for the better or for the worse, I honestly really struggled and was not given the resources because, well, there's no diagnosis. Like, how am I any different than all the other kids, you know? And my elementary school experience was definitely, like, not my best experience ever. I feel like as I started to get older, like, it just started to get worse. Like, it just felt I was out of control more and more and it felt like I needed to move more and more. And kind of as the years went on, and especially like going into middle school, when I did get medication, it started to feel like I was more and more in control when it previously it was constantly like I was less and less in control as the years went on. So that was definitely like a nice little bre breath of fresh air. Um, in my elementary school experience versus my middle school and high school was like night and day, complete opposites. Having ADHD in the first place can make people feel like they don't fit into this kind of box or like learning standards of school, especially like 10 years ago when there was less resources about it in general. I mean, I remember getting report cards in elementary school and, and there being like, I think the grading system was like, like rarely, sometimes, and like the behavior grades, like I would do horrible behavior wise. Whether it was in my control or not, it just made me feel bad because at the time I was like, well, I'm just being myself. Like, I'm getting bad grades in behavior for just being myself. And it just, like, that is so interesting to me. But in elementary school, we do, like, there was, like, this rocket math thing where you had to do, like, multiplication tables. And, like, I felt like I constantly was last place in everything that we did um like generally generally not learning as much and having to relearn a lot as the years went on i kind of realized like i got into middle school and like math classes i'd be like what i've never learned this but like i have in elementary school it was just so hard for me to focus it kind of just all went over my head and i really just felt a little behind with no explanation and no reasoning kind of led to feeling overwhelmed because I'm not performing well in school as as hard as I tried and I know it's elementary school but like that's like your basic foundation of like school it's teaching you how to be a middle schooler middle school is like teaching you how to be a high schooler high school is teaching you how to be a college student and college might teach you how to be in the real world but who knows but yeah when you feel so behind and there's no explanation as to why you feel stupid and like i know like i graduated high school with a 4.0 gpa i know i'm not stupid i'm not saying i'm a genius but the feeling i had in elementary school of not getting a single thing and just like it wouldn't click in my brain and not being able to explain it other than i don't get it or it doesn't make sense was really frustrating and along with that in school i always had a lot of energy i remember like I would go to the bathroom just to walk around or I would get up to sharpen my pencil when I don't need to or I would get up to just like so much energy. I had so much energy and being in a classroom full of people who are perfectly 
invested in the material and are doing amazing and are being the best little elementary schoolers they can be sitting there and just feeling lost is like such a hard feeling and i think that's one that like impacted me a lot because i would constantly be told to like sit still or like simmer down or if i was pacing around just to like get energy out I'd get in trouble and whether it was deemed as like distracting for the other students like that's kind of what I mean like schools in this day and age aren't really set up to help I guess neurodivergent people prove themselves like help neurodivergent people succeed in the best way they can especially when there's no diagnosis they kind of don't treat it as anything but I knew like deep down I knew like I'm a good kid and I think my parents knew that too I'm a good kid I'm trying my hardest in school, but something's just not clicking. And that kind of led to me feeling different and misunderstood. Like I didn't feel like I really fell into any of the boxes, which is kind of like messed up. Like we shouldn't have to feel like we belong in a box, but I think I was just looking for a box to sit in temporarily, like just to kind of like feel like I belonged in a way. Also one thing that I didn't really think about was how creative I am. I mean, I'm literally like, making a podcast sitting in a room and there's like a guitar like in my site right now i can see a guitar art on the walls clothes that i've sewn random stuff like i'm literally doing a podcast right now because one day i was like mm, i should do a podcast and i just did it like i have so much energy towards creativity and like art has so much power over me that i remember in elementary school we'd have like it was like once a week maybe or like once a month we'd have like art day or art lit i don't remember what it was called or art on the go i don't know what it was called but we'd have like a parent volunteer come in and teach us like art techniques we would just do something artistic and i remember i always felt drawn to that and i always was such a creative kid drawing or making random like movies or i just had to entertain myself and it was so like fun for me there wasn't like phones or like technology like technology was very not common like the teacher had a computer but like students weren't given access to computers unless they sought it out seeked it i don't know the word that wasn't the main focus of elementary school like yeah people like art but also a lot of people could care less there would be like music class and gym class but never was there like a specific art class that we just got to do art. We slowly started to do like technology classes. It's really interesting to me that art in general is not as appreciated and as someone with ADHD, I feel heavily drawn towards creativity and expressing myself through creative ways. And I'll get into more of this kind of topic later, but being in an environment that's not built for you, and this can be like society, this can be a classroom, this can be anything, but being in a society simply not designed for you is heartbreaking. You feel so out of touch and it just feels like you can never really like get back in touch with that side. And that's kind of like, I felt like I didn't belong because I wasn't you know, given really that opportunity. Um, wow, I've already been talking for 20 minutes. You guys, you're lucky today. I have a lot to say. Another thing that I kind of, as I was growing up, that kind of, like, I kind of got in trouble. Like, in third grade, I got suspended for an impulsive decision that got me in trouble and got me suspended for three days. And then I don't know if there was anything in fourth grade, but I feel like there was. And then fifth grade, I got suspended again. Just from impulsive decisions that, like, school rules, they have to, like, take certain measures 
which is interesting. I don't think that's the correct way to punish or I don't know, like go sit in a corner and think about what you've done. Like at least in my case, the suspensions were I sat in the front office for three days and then I got to go back to class. I would be able to do some schoolwork, but it's just like, okay, so a student had an impulse decision, they made a mistake, and now we're going to take them out of the classroom. We're going to remove them from their peers. We're going to remove them from learning material and having that access to education because God forbid, like maybe they're already struggling. So let's take away more resources. And I would just sit in the office for three days, just go back to class and have it be awkward and isolated from every other student because I made an impulsive decision and I'm like on probation. Like it's ridiculous. I don't think I hopefully schools are doing it differently now. I have no idea. And it was traumatizing. It was really traumatizing. They put me in like a fifth grade classroom and I was a third grader at the time. These people are so much older. And the teacher was such a mean person. He humiliated me in front of the whole school and being a neurodivergent person, like that was polarizing. Well, he, he made fun of me to his whole class, not the whole school, but he would say, like, tell all the students what I did to get in trouble, and that's not their business. That night, I went home and told my mom how miserable I was, and she reported it because humiliation is not a teacher's job. And the next day, he announces to the class that I ran home to my mommy and tattled on him for dehumanizing me and um, bullying me as a 40-year-old, at least 40-year-old man. Um... Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a great uh, situation. My fifth grade year when I got suspended once again for an impulsive choice that like, was it stupid? Yeah, but like kids are stupid sometimes. Um, this moment is like grained, ingrained into my brain, but it kind of goes into like people who are neurodivergent and have ADHD kind of have to constantly be proving themselves and it can be taken away like in an instant because the second time I got suspended, I was sitting in the office at the desk, the bad kid desk is what I would call it now. Um, and it was right next to where the teachers would come in and print stuff. And there was this teacher that I loved. She wasn't even my teacher, but I had a great relationship with her. I would eat lunch with her. Um, I forget her name, but I'm not going to say it anyways. But she comes in one day. She takes a look at like she looks at me and says, wow, I never would have expected this from you. I didn't think you were that kind of person. And my heart was broken. I cannot tell you how much that hurt me as a tiny little ten, nine, 10 year old. Oh, right, so I got in trouble and now I'm just constantly being put down instead of, oh, maybe let's like teach him why this was maybe not the best choice of impulsive behavior um maybe that would be a good option or maybe just like educate this child perhaps maybe perhaps but no instead you get treated like you're a prisoner and you're a 10 year old so i'm not going to go on too much about that but that is part of that's a heavy part of my experience with adhd i think third grade was the peak my adhd-ness um but another thing that kind of has really had an effect on me is when my ADHD started to like kick in almost, I seeked attention from everyone. It kind of was the first time I realized that 
oh, there's literally social classes in elementary schools. And of course, the people who were popular were the sporty, wealthier kids who have known each other since they were five because they all played club soccer together. Like that was the kind of environment at my elementary school. And I didn't really feel like there was a place for people with ADHD. There was like, and I didn't think anything was different about me. I didn't know, that's why it was so frustrating. This kind of point is longing to be accepted by the popular kids. I know it's crazy to think that there's popular kids in an elementary school. We are not even 10 years old and we're already building social hierarchies about, oh my gosh, you guys are so cool. I wanna be you so bad. But I didn't know how to be my own person back then. And I went from being a kid who wore whatever he want to, I guess the cool thing to wear at my elementary school was full Nike, Nike shoes, socks, um, like leggings if it was a cold day with shorts over, and I guess tights, and then Nike shorts, Nike shirt, and if you were lucky, you had like a Nike smartwatch, maybe. I got one, but did I really want it? I don't know, but I got it. I remember, yeah, I looked the part, but I didn't feel like myself. And I think this has a lot to do with ADHD because I was seeking the attention of my peers. I think this could also go into a couple other topics about like insecurities and just wanting to be accepted. But I think there's something, at least with me and individuals with ADHD, you either try hard to be accepted and be quote unquote normal. Like I just wanted to fit in. I wanted to be part of a group. And I think that has contributed to a lot of things that have gone, that have happened in my life. It looked like a Nike ad. I remember going to the Nike employee store with my mom and just buying everything. Like, what was I doing? It wasn't me at all. And I feel like that's like the first example of having ADHD and like losing myself. Definitely craved the attention. Another example is during recess, sometimes I would go play soccer. I don't know the rules of soccer, are you kidding me? I would just kick the ball around and like run around as if I was like defense or whatever it's called. Like why is all of recess centered around like sports? And I mean, I guess it's outside, but like not giving people that chance to do art, like that's an expressive activity. So is soccer, so is kids playing football or swinging on the swings. But I just wanted to be accepted. I wanted to fit into a group, which I think is a completely natural thing about growing up in this society. I think we're so obsessed with like these kind of behaviors and I think it's kind of gross. So I don't know what I was talking about, but the next thing I want to mention is absolutely bombing tests. I would take like state testing and first of all, testing does not accurately show a child or adult or anyone's level of intelligence to really any extent. It's kind of disgusting. Um, I remember I would take like state testing and I would do horrible, so bad. There wasn't any like, oh, blah, 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 blah. It put me into a box of, oh, he's not very smart while other people finishing the test 30 minutes early and having extra time and getting 100% back. I bombed a lot of state testing and I bombed a lot of tests in general. It was so overwhelming. I remember it wasn't like, I always needed extra time. Oh, I need more time to work through all this. It was how fast can I click random answers because I'm so overwhelmed. That's kind of my experience with it, but I think that was something that's kind of really important to mention. 
And I think with that, I think people don't necessarily educate themselves properly about ADHD or about struggles with it or who is more likely to have it or what they experience or how it may affect them day to day or growing up. And I think it's so common to be diagnosed with it these days that it's just kind of like, not a label, but so many people have it that it feels like an assembly line, like, okay, here's ADHD, here's medication, enjoy your life, enjoy your day, um, every day for the rest of your life. And I think that part of why I wanted to make this episode is kind of like talk about my experience because it wasn't sunshine and rainbows by any means. And I think people need to hear that. I mean, I, I don't think it's uncommon for people to realize how somebody may be struggling with ADHD, but I don't know how many people have like gone on a podcast and talked directly about their experience medicated versus unmedicated and like growing up with undiagnosed ADHD. But like I said, this was a big thing. We'll get into my point coming up soon. Uh, I was thinking creatively, but not being surrounded by an environment I needed. Um, I was very art driven. I was very, I don't know if it's like left side, left, left side brained or right side brained. I feel like there's one that's more like analytical and one's more like creative. I don't know. I remember people calling me, oh, you blank side brain. I remember the last day of, well, the last day of fifth grade. I remember my teacher was going down a line hugging all the kids and I applied to an art school just not on a whim even but my the counselor at my school pulled me aside and told me um, that this might be a good fit for me and it was a school near my house that I could apply to and either get in through lottery or um, like by audition so I decided to apply and I actually had gotten in and I told my teacher about this and when she was coming down the line hugging everyone she knew that I had struggled she knew that I was having a hard time and the everything I'd been through I mean I'm pretty sure she f- had filled out a lot of the paperwork towards the end of my fifth grade year about ADHD diagnosis and stuff cuz I remember she uh, hugged me and said, I hope ACMA treats you well, but she was like, I hope it's the place for you. I hope you have so much fun there and I hope you thrive and you grow. And I've always wanted to reach out to her because I've accomplished so much since that conversation. And I just think she'd be really proud. I don't know, I wish I had contacts with her. But yeah, I think technology also played a big part in growing up with undiagnosed ADHD. Like as I was growing up, technology was becoming more and more of a thing. I mean cell phones i had an ipod touch i had an ipad i had an iphone when i was in like fourth grade um i would use my mom's computer when i could like technology was increasingly just happen it was happening it was popping and i think that not contribute to adhd by any means but like it's very like dopamine high technology i mean it's literally a screen that gives you rewards and like makes your brain feel happy i feel like everything kind of went boom when technology started becoming a big part of my life, not in like a bad way because it's a beautiful thing, I think. Um, I'm recording on a microphone right now talking to people, like on the internet, like what? Um, I've always kind of been drawn to technology. It was a big part of my life and it kept me entertained. Oh my God, podcasting is so hard, guys. But yeah, I think I just want to kind of, I wanted to kind of mention technology and ADHD and how it went from me playing outside to me playing outside with my iPod. <laughs> like, it, it's so crazy. Like, I didn't really recognize it, but 
there's a lot of strengths to ADHD that I didn't really know. The biggest one for me is probably memorization, especially like on medication, like I am now. I can physically, uh, kind of a photographic memory in a way, like I can visually remember things really well. Like during a test, I can like visualize the words in the textbook, which is so random, but it's true. Others is like hyper-focusing. So like I recently have been sewing a lot and I really enjoy it. So I can do it for hours and hours and hours and I love it. It's like hyper-fixating, hyper-focusing kind of in one. Um, and it's something, it's doing something that you really enjoy and really love. Another is resilience. I feel like a lot of people with ADHD are underestimated, especially if there's past failure or mistakes. Um, I feel like it's expected from them again. So there's like constant setbacks that p must be overcame, overcome. <laughs> uh, and also creativity and high energy are just a given that I've said like six billion times in this episode. But when I got medication, uh, I take like a general stimulant kind of thing. And I've been working on like lowering it trying to just not have adhd anymore guys it's that easy um <laughs> but starting medication kind of changed my life it allowed me to put my energy into focusing on positive things um like school and you can see on like my report cards like middle school my grades were probably like an average like b and maybe like an a um but like i'm pretty sure like a freshman year i had all a's except math probably which was probably i think like a b and then it just like allowed me to focus and be good <laughs> be good at what i wanted to be good at um not saying it's like a fix-all medication it's not a fix-all and not everyone needs it and not everyone wants it um there's definitely been times where i'm like what the heck am i doing to my body this is i feel like this is not healthy like and i'm still on medication to this day and it's not responsible for my achievements, but it has been a big contributor, I believe. And I am really proud of myself regardless of if I took medication or if I didn't. That's kind of like, that's not it for the episode, but that's kind of like the big things about my experience and like story time almost vibe. But before I go, I just want to talk about some stereotypes that these are from Google. These are from Google. And I just quickly jotted some down to kind of go over with you guys and debunk them, if you will. The first one is people with ADHD are dumb. <laughs> and this is completely not true. Everyone has different ways of learning, whether it be like visual, audio, like touch, whatever that, whatever that is. <laughs> um, everyone's different. And I definitely felt dumb before I was given the resources and opportunities to feel good about myself and achieve in my work and go above and beyond. I think that's another thing that I was going to mention is I went to an art school for middle and high school and it allowed me to be creative and have and do my school while also being able to do like half as much of the art as I'm doing school. And it was really just like the best experience. I'm going to do a full episode on it um, with two special guests, I think, if, if it works out. So I don't want to promise you guys anything, but I don't want to go too much into it because of that. Um, and a, another stereotype that I've heard myself is when people can't concentrate, they'll automatically go, ugh, I must have ADHD. Like, oh, my ADHD is really bad today, guys. And maybe they do have it. But making bold statements, like, based on stereotypes is not really 
right in a way. Another one, oh, this one really gets me going. Um, in high school, somehow in like my close circle of friends, um, in high school, in my old circle of friends, it somehow became like a joke. Like one person in specific would be like, Drew, did you take your meds today? When I would slightly be acting like goofy or silly or have energy, they'd be like, did you take your meds today? And it just made me upset every time because one, you have no idea what I'm going through. You have no idea my experience. Like chill, please. Um, yeah, so that was a little bit frustrating. And that's not necessarily a stereotype, but it is kind of stereotyping ADHD behavior. Another thing is it's only for kids. Well, a lot of kids do have it and do get diagnosed as children. Adults can have it too, and I think that can lead to, especially adult women, they can have it because it usually gets overlooked a lot in childhood and it can make masking or struggling even more prominent later in life, which kind of goes along with only boys can have it, which is so not true. It is in everyone, it can, it, that is so not true. Anyone can have it, anyone can struggle from it. it. It's possible for anyone to have it. Whether or not it's statistically more likely to be in one person or the other, I'm not, I haven't educated myself on that, but that is something that is not true. It's not only for boys. And another thing is, you're lazy AF when you have ADHD. Well, that's not true. Sometimes you have more energy than the other person, than the next person, which definitely have I experienced in my case. And I've also definitely experienced days when you need to rest. And I don't think that's ADHD specific. I think that's human specific. And I think people need to rest. Whether it's like statistically proven or not, I'm not sure but it may be harder for individuals with ADHD to motivate themselves and kind of find the sense of motivation. But I don't think this should be confused with being like a lazy lost cause in any way, which I feel like is common with people with ADHD. A lot of people are like, you've done nothing all day or when are you gonna do this, this and this? Wow, guys, I just talked so much about ADHD. It's like I just gave you a science class presentation. That's kind of like my experience with undiagnosed ADHD as a child. Um, it was diagnosed about ten, nine or 10 years ago, but up until then I struggled a lot and I felt misunderstood and it just didn't really leave me feeling the best. But I'm, oh, I'm so grateful to have, while it is challenging, I'm grateful for the almost like, superpower in a way because I feel like I have a complete different outlook and way of life. I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening today. I definitely want to touch more on this in the future. Um, if you made it this far, I love you. You're my best friend. I loved hanging out with you guys today and having this conversation. Just genuinely thank you from the bottom of my heart. You have no idea how much this podcast means to me and how much having this outlet means to me. I can't wait to see what the future holds for this podcast. I know I say that in probably every episode. Make sure to share the podcast with your friends. I'd love everyone's support. If you've supported me genuinely, thank you so much. But yeah, thanks for your support, guys. Next week, there's a very fun episode planned. Have a great rest of your day, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.